0: Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass And hey, what's the gonna do? It doesn't matter how you're doing Woo! Wheel of dealing Living this life jet flag! Can you dig it, dig it, sucker? Would you please Shut the hell up You don't know what hard times are, daddy The
1: a will rise to the top Oh yeah Oh yeah Look the rubble what up what up welcome to episode 62 of keep the Fabe. i'm mike sitting here with my boys ready to talk some wrestling hope everybody had a very happy halloween this past weekend i sure as hell did um and we have a killer interview to bring you this week uh we were able to catch up with the creator of the most awesome page on instagram and facebook if you're a wrestling fan WrestleBotch. uh we got to sit down with ryan o'connor and talk about how WrestleBotch started and wrestling in general and it's pretty fun he gave us some great stuff so it was super awesome to talk to him but let's uh get acclimated with the boys before we uh head over to the interview over in glendale somebody who keeps it regal steve Grobschmidt. how are you grabby what about me what about raven
2: <laughs> <laughs> what about raven
1: that's hilarious remember him (laughs) oh yeah most definitely actually uh ryan o'connor from russell interviewed raven uh so recently yeah uh i don't know i think it was like two or three years ago but i remember Eh, watching it yeah he gets uh he gets some interviews from from some big stars so uh we'll get to that actually in the interview so
3: funny you uh
1: raven this weekend steve did you have a good halloween
3: yeah i didn't do anything real halloweeny but it was a good weekend all right hit up nice. some local 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 uh, beer establishments on saturday and then milwaukee area and yeah oh yeah kept it, was, light. it was beautiful here in southeastern
1: wisconsin so good for you so let's head on down to bayview talk to my guy who legit kept it freshly squeezed this weekend mr matt huh. michelson how are you matt
4: you know it's all about the bow,
0: Adam of baby!
1: Gets Charlie every time. <laughs> it's, it's, so it's so good. Oh. It's so good.
0: So good.
1: Yeah, so uh, Matt and I actually kicked it uh, at a Halloween party this Friday. And I dressed up as Sting. And funny enough, Matt dressed up as Orange Cassidy. And it looks spot on. We actually went to Baxter Belafonte's uh, Halloween oh, nice. Party. Yeah, a past uh guest on Keep the K Fab. You can go back and listen to Baxter's interview too while you're here. But um yeah. Really fun time.
2: Yeah, really good time. Mike's Sting outfit was definitely noteworthy as well.
0: Yeah. Oh, are man. The wrestlers dressed as wrestlers
2: too. That's a funny thing. I think only the people who aren't wrestlers <laughs> were dressed as wrestlers. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah. So, so we've talked about it before on the podcast, but my fiance Becky came with us and along with Mike's wife, Kristen. And it's funny because they both made a comment that, um, in general people from Wisconsin where we live are much taller than people from Illinois, which I'd never really made this observation before. Um, Becky has said that she's noticed this in the past. I thought maybe it was because we were in a basement full of pro wrestlers who are typically taller guys anyway. That would be
3: it. Yeah. Um,
2: but, yeah, apparently not always the case. So, fun fact about Wisconsin for our listeners who may not be from the area.
1: It was a hell of a Halloween party, too. They literally transformed every room of their house into, like, a haunted house theme. Oh, wow. It must have it took them, like, two or three weeks to get this done. But it was super fun. So, yeah, definitely. We might have to post our costumes to the Keep the Kayfabe Instagram. So, um, yeah, Charlie, there's my guy. Oh, my God! charlie michael how you doing bro not bad
0: the elite the the elite super cake party
1: <laughs> yeah
0: that's oh. a jam too man
1: oh so good oh yeah i love how those guys walk out of that tunnel and just shimmy in is slow so obnoxious in. yeah you guys yeah. gotta
0: watch um uh bte if you guys are watching bte because you get all kinds of uh them coming out it's it's bte's been really good lately it's been must watch
2: yeah it's one of those shows where stuff. i think when adam cole first returned was the first episode of bte that i watched um i haven't kept up with it since then but yeah it, it's it's pretty awesome you can definitely yeah, it's tell how funny. It, it adds to dynamite yep. and it feeds into yep. it so yeah, really yeah a compliment it's worth the it. show
0: that's worth it just when you're at work sometime and you're sitting there just pop it on that's kind of how i do it sometimes
3: Watch it. Pause it.
0: Come back. Pause. Watch it. Pause it. It's worth it. It's pretty entertaining. I skip past the uh the Dove brothers stuff. I don't get what they're doing with that, but it's not bad.
3: They're trying to help yeah. a guy out, probably. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: It's not working. Yeah.
1: I got to get down with that cuz you've been telling me for like 3 years, Charlie. I feel like to to watch this. And yeah, I got to put it on my yeah. uh it's on YouTube, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay, but it's cool. really good now because with all the new guys coming in and stuff and just right. I just started watching it again when I'm um, seeing punk when the the weekend after punk came out, they had a lot of behind the scenes stuff and it's just been getting kind of better and better with that. So it's worth it.
1: Awesome. You can do it you yeah. should do
0: it while you're you should do it while you're pouring your candles, dude.
1: That's uh that's the plan, man. Starting to get busy, so I'm pretty much gonna be living in my workshop. And uh, yeah, I'll definitely throw it on. That's a good call. And speaking of good calls, I had an amazing call with Ryan O'Connor from WrestleBotch. So without further ado, let's send it over to Ryan O'Connor. Our next guest is someone who brings joy and happiness to hundreds of thousands of wrestling fans across the globe. His social media platforms has over 170,000 followers combined, and he is also admired by wrestling royalties such as Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock, and Chris Jericho, just to name a few. He is the mastermind behind popular wrestling hashtags such as Mike Slip Monday, Table Fail Tuesday, Wasted Fan Wednesday, Fuck Kayfabe Friday, and my favorite, Supercell Sunday. It is our pleasure to be joined by the creator of Russell Botch, Ryan O'Connor. Ryan, thank you so much for coming on the show, brother. Wow, thank you for having me. That was a hell of an intro. Holy shit. Aw, dude, are you kidding me? We're all about putting the boys over. Anybody who sits down with Keep the Kayfabe. I just uh, said a minute ago that I've been such a huge fan of your page for so, so long, and you're doing such a great service. Uh, for the wrestling community, and uh, we just feel really lucky and honored to have you. So, uh, yeah, how's
4: California, man? Oh, thank you for all that, man. I Again, I really appreciate it. Uh, mm-hmm. California is okay. It's, uh, you know, warmer than the Northeast where I grew up, so I'm pretty happy about that. Um, so aside from, you know, I'm in Los Angeles, so aside from, you know, the crazy homeless issues that there are here among other you know the wildfires and um you know aside from that things are going okay yeah it sounds like a jungle out there but glad you're doing well yeah i'm I'm surviving that's all we can do you
1: know word up word up well let's get into it man so you got to be a big wrestling fan to do what you do when did you become captivated with wrestling would you say
4: i remember i was really really little i was uh channel surfing I want to say I was literally like five or six years old and um, I saw The Undertaker wrestling a job guy so this was like 92 ish like or 91 right around there when he was new in uh the WWF at the time and uh I've told this uh before so apologies to anyone that's listened to me uh do podcasts before but um I remember The Undertaker putting this you know enhancement guy in a body bag after the match, and being a little kid, I was like, you know, holy shit! They just fucking <laughs> killed this guy. Like, I can't believe they killed him on TV. Needless to say, I was like, wow! I got, I got to, I got to keep watching. I got to see what happens next. I, my brother and I also had a um, a WrestleMania Five uh, VHS cassette, like the Coliseum. Mm-hmm. on I don't oh, know if yeah. it came from like a yard sale or where it like came from, but it was floating around like our house. Uh, when I was really little. So we watched that. And it's not even like a great mania, really. I mean, there's like way too many matches, uh, whatever. But, you know, at the time it was what we had. So i watched that WrestleMania five tape like 50 times, probably more than that. Um, So those were kind of my first uh, introductions to wrestling, you know, that late eighties, early nineties, I guess, kind of like part of the Hulkamania, like rock and wrestling or whatever, maybe slightly after that. Um, and then, you know, of course, once we get into the late 90s with the Attitude Era, with like Austin and Rock, then me and my buddies, you know, we're like little shits in seventh grade or whatever, thinking like this is the greatest thing in the world. So um, then I kind of fell off for a little bit, like into the 2000s. But yeah, that's kind of where I go back with wrestling anyway.
1: Dude, same. I was totally into Uh, wrestling early 90s mid 90s and then I kind of fell off when I got to college uh, but now I'm back into it Uh, but yeah when you were saying all that I could hear that Coliseum uh, video music playing that is just so so classic
4: yeah classic and speaking of 90s like yeah even the the mid 90s like what did they call it like the new generation era that's kind of at least looked back on as like, oh, that was a terrible time for the business and yada yada, but I was so young that like, I didn't really know like why T.L. Hopper was like a fucking (laughs) terrible gimmick or why, uh, you know, uh, the dumpster, Drossy, the garbage man. Everybody
1: had a job. Everybody was working. You just talked a little bit a while ago about homelessness. Everybody was working. You had Doink as a clown. You had the big boss man, you know,
4: taking care of the mean streets out there. The Repo Man, like, yeah, all those. It's funny, like, you know, you look back and some of it's kind of, you can see as adults, of course, you're like, oh my God, like, you know, some of that's pretty cringeworthy. But, you know, that's something I guess to get to a larger point was, I think we lose track of that too, especially when we watch wrestling now, is we want it to be, you know, we want that feeling that we had when we were kids watching it. So it's easy. Exactly. of stick our nose up at this and that but i think in general at least with wwe it's more intended for like a younger audience so i think that's kind of what they're going for it's kind of like disney or something like that um but yeah it's, some of that stuff from the mid 90s even though it's terrible uh which is maybe good for WrestleBotch as far as content goes but uh right i still look back on a lot of that fondly even if it was terrible
1: I 100% agree with you, man. It was just fun. And, I mean, that's what wrestling was when you were a little kid, right? Just fun stuff. And you made a great point, too. I mean, when you can watch today's wrestling as an adult and feel like a kid again,
4: and it surprises you like that, that's when uh, magic's happening, right? Definitely, definitely. And it's funny, too, because going out to, like, live shows... When we watch on TV or at least when I do, you know, when we see them, oh, okay, they're bringing The Undertaker back out, you know, he's probably, you know, 10 plus years past his prime, to put it generously. Um, but, and we see them dragging these guys out and, um, but when you're there live, at least when I have been the few times, like when the lights go out, The Undertaker comes out immediate goosebumps you know i'm such a mark dork that i can't help it um so yeah i I don't know i guess just to talk out of both sides of my mouth you know it's kind of like you get excited for them to bring up these younger guys you know this is the the new guys that are carrying the torch or whatever but i totally get why they bring out the old school guys for that nostalgia factor because there's people in the arena and probably people watching at home too that even if the guys are you know not to knock the undertaker you would fucking murder me but you know even if the guy's like a shell of their former self athletically just due to age uh it's still really cool to see these old school guys that we grew up with like i'm all for it uh preferably if they don't you know get hurt (laughs) you know trying to do some stuff that they're maybe not as uh, athletically inclined to do as they could 20 years ago but you get my right
1: i know i totally hear you man it's that whole nostalgia factor that the wwe has working right now right
4: exactly exactly or saudi
1: arabia <laughs> so WrestleBotch! wow what a phenomenon it has become uh like i said i've been such a fan for such a long long time but uh i would just love to hear from the creator the man himself what was the inspiration
4: for starting WrestleBotch? yeah i wish i had like some crazy like inspirational story but it was literally just uh knowing that that type of content wasn't at least I couldn't find it anywhere at the time on Instagram. So, you know, highlight reels are nothing new. I mean, we sports center, whatever in wrestling, there was botchamania, which is still going, Mm -hmm. um, which was a thing, you know, he had a YouTube channel. Um, So I can't remember. It was, I think like maybe mid to late 2018. And, you know, you go on YouTube and the algorithm is so great at getting you to stay on the platform because it's, Just when you want to click off the video, it's like, are you sure you don't want to watch this other video with like thumbnail and compelling title that you're like, fuck, I have to click on this thing. Um, So I ended up, uh, long story short, I ended up going down one of those rabbit holes on YouTube where I'm just watching like funny slash bad slash crazy wrestling. And I was like, how is, can we curse by the way? Of course, you can say whatever you want. Excellent. Yeah. So I was wondering, like, how the fuck has no one done this on Instagram? Uh, This is like the perfect content for Instagram, like micro little clips. You don't need to take like three minutes of anyone's time. You can they can be in and out in 15 seconds. It just seemed like a good fit. So, you know, I'm a pretty busy dude, but I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to post a few of these funny spots and see what happens. What year was this? Just to interrupt. What year did you start this? It was towards the end of 2018, so about uh, three years ago. Awesome. And uh, yeah, it, or, or actually, shit, was it the end of 2017? Maybe four years ago. Dude, I don't even know. <laughs> Either way, somewhere in there. But yeah, it, it wasn't anywhere on Instagram, it didn't seem. So I was like, I'm just going to, I don't really have time, but I'm going to make time because I think this would be really funny and maybe more than five people will care about it so i just started posting random clips and uh it started to gain like organic traction really really quickly and um i do uh web development and uh, marketing so i have like a web development marketing business that i do Mm full-time and so you know those i know a little bit about social media uh, obviously but um those platforms basically reward you when you keep people on the platform because i mean these are You know, Facebook's a business. They want to keep their users on Facebook. Mm -hmm. So if you're showing content that people are engaged with, that they're sharing with their friends, that they're commenting on, then Facebook, Instagram, whoever, they're going to see that content and say, okay, well, this platform or this user clearly knows what is getting people engaged. Therefore, we're going to show their content, you know, in people's feed more often. We're going to show it on the explore page more often. Um, so yeah, I I wouldn't say that it was like a social media experiment, but I knew enough about social media that I was like, well, let's see what happens with it. And sure enough, yeah, it started to take off. And then I think once, uh steve austin started following that was like the first kind of major like wwf wwe guy that started following and once he was on there it was just off to the races like I, there was at one point where it was like a thousand new followers per day i was like holy wow. shit! wow like, <laughs> you were just like wow what have i created yeah pretty much what i'm still doing now you know
1: so brilliant so brilliant dude i love it so it sounds like You recognize that there was a void on Instagram and you wanted to fill it. And for dudes like me who are just huge, huge wrestling fans, this is my favorite page on Instagram. I mean, you're basically making a digital archive of all the best mic slips, all the best botches, and you're putting it all in one place. And I mean, the beauty of it is, too, wrestling is such great live theater to begin with. But when there's a mistake... It makes it so much more memorable and you're putting that all in one place for people to enjoy and i commend you for that and we're so thankful for that too and um thank you so um my next question was like when did it take off but it sounds like when stone cold shared it that's when it really skyrocketed was stone Cold one of your boyhood idols oh absolutely
4: yeah the attitude era was like uh, Austin Rock, uh, of course Vince McMahon, who played like the best heel in my opinion of all time during that mm-hmm. during that era. So yeah, huge Austin fan. Um, all all those guys. So yeah, when he uh, you know kind of became an unofficial supporter of the page, it definitely helped out. I think it lends uh, uh, credibility for lack of better word because uh, one thing that was fairly important to me was when I was doing this, even though it's a botch page, you know, where I'm just posting essentially bad wrestling, I didn't want it to be like super mean spirited or hateful, you know, like, haha, like this person missed the splash by two inches, let's all laugh at them. Uh, Cause you know, for one, it's gotta be a really great botch for me to want to put it on the page. But um, yeah, I think just being lighthearted was important just to realize Um, that I'm a fan too, that, you know, yeah, I'm shitting on wrestling sometimes, but it's out of love. You know, we're, we're celebrating failure here. Not laughing at it most of the time. Anyway,
1: you're kind of like the weird Al Yankovic of wrestling. Cause you know, like when artists make a song and then weird Al parodies it, they're like, Whoa, I, I made it. So in a way, when you put a botch up or a mic slip of somebody, they're like,
4: I made it. They're in the history books from now on, right? Uh, Randy Orton was the one who commented when uh, I believe it was Ricochet who had like a pretty good botch, and I posted it pretty quickly. And then I think it was Orton that was in the comments, he tagging Ricochet like, hey, you made it, you know, like you're on stage (laughs) now. Or I'm just like, dude, that's really really awesome to see, you know? Right, totally.
1: I mean, it's got to be so flattering to be followed by so many – famous wrestlers. I mean, I looked at your Instagram and I think you're up to 160,000 and I got to imagine probably a good quarter of them are have blue check marks next to their names. So that's got to be pretty cool to be uh, followed by so many famous wrestlers. And I mean, just starting it out of your apartment in LA, now you're buddies with them basically.
4: It's It's, it's pretty cool. Yeah, for sure. Cause you know, like I said, I grew up a big wrestling fan, still try and watch occasionally now. So yeah, to even though it's, you know, they're not on my page because they're my best friends, you know, (laughs) they're there because Mm -hmm. of the content that I post. But of course, you know, when you see The Rock commenting on something that you post, or, you know, if I, uh, for example, uh, it was a couple of weeks ago, um, I can't remember exactly what clip it was, but it it was an enhancement guy, I try not to say jobber, I know it's like a derogatory term in the wrestling world, but there was some enhancement talent guy Um, who had a couple of pretty epic clips. And I knew nothing about the guy um, other than he's a guy that was pretty obscure, that had a couple of pretty famous fuck-ups in the 90s. And I thought other people would be interested in seeing them. So I posted them, you know, with kind of this longish caption about like, you know, I wonder what this guy's up to now type thing. And then within a couple of hours, The Rock is leaving a comment that he knows this guy personally, he used to be the rock's assistant on a couple of his, uh, movies from the like mid or maybe late two thousands. So yeah, like little things like that, where it's just like, man, that's, that's really cool. You know, like you can't, when you're, when you're going to create a, a dumb little page, like I was like to have someone like the rock leaving that kind of comment is, is really, really cool to me as a, a Mark wrestling fan. Oh, it just has to
1: make your day. I bet. So, I mean, I just have to give it up to you, too. I am just so uh, happy the way that you've been able to expand WrestleBotch, too, by creating these hashtags. Like I mentioned at the top of the show, Mike Slip Monday, Table Failed
4: Tuesdays. Were these all your ideas with these hashtags? Yeah, fortunately or maybe unfortunately, those those were all my idea was a. Basically, I think it played into, I, I probably have OCD, like undiagnosed OCD, but um, as I started to organize all these clips, it was like, I've got to find some sort of system, you know, cause there's the ones where, where they're cutting an interview or a promo. So, you know, went with Mike Slip Monday for those. The, the table fails, you know, or the, the table doesn't break or some sort of incident with the table. Um, just so many of those. But then there was the other ones, you know, where it's not really a botch, but it's one of the craziest things I've ever seen. So I feel like it's still kind of in that, like, wrestle botch spirit. So that was like, okay, let's do fuck kayfabe Friday, you know, where it's like, maybe this is so serious that they were like, you know, fuck kayfabe, this is is a serious incident type thing. That was kind of the origin of that anyway, where it was kind of like the... Miscellaneous, like dumping ground of all the really like crazy brutal clips. Some of them like pretty violent, um, and then Supercell Sunday just kind of the oversells that are ridiculous. Sometimes <laughs> like bordering on a botch, sometimes not. But yeah, I think it was just uh, literally like my OCD of like how can I organize these in some way? Um, and I and on the back end of like WrestleBotch, you know, I have all these it's all broken down by folder. What's already gone on the page, what hasn't gone on the page, what's been submitted. And for like, there's just, that that's part yeah. of the beauty of the page too, is the oh, yeah. amount of user submissions that I, I thought one day I would be able to get through all of them. That's looking more and more unlikely as it's just, cause you know, if there's one epic botch, it's not unusual for 80 people to send it to me. So if I, You know with all this wrestling in the world that there's a few different botches in the week like my dms are forget about it it's a great problem to have you know because people are constantly just sending me sending me ridiculous wrestling clips for me to sort through I, i just wish there was more time in the day you know and right you're so right too like when i'm watching a huge wrestling show
1: or like the most current one and i see a botch and I'm like looking and I'm like, Oh, that's probably gonna make WrestleBotch. And then boom, fifteen minutes later, there you have it. It's on. It's like, yes, we were on the same wavelength and you see people commenting on it too, saying, Oh, it was gonna be there and it's it's just like you're celebrating uh together. You're connecting communities and wrestling fans all together and we are celebrating together and it is just so, so cool. I love hearing that. Thank you and also i loved hearing about how you have them all categorized uh by different folders you're totally speaking my language i'm all about efficiency and it sounds like you got WrestleBotch worked out as a finely tuned machine
4: i wish i could do more of the recent clips Um, and sometimes i do especially if it's just a really epic clip that um, i'm willing to kind of risk the copyright stuff with to post it up with a lot of the more recent footage you run into more copyright issues. So there's that, which is never fun to deal with. Like, completely sucks the fun out of even doing the page, like getting all of your accounts terminated, which is what happened with Twitter. Uh, I had a, a WrestleBotch Twitter account that was going pretty good for a while. I think there was like, I don't remember, like 20,000 followers or something. I noticed more like famous people following along every, you know, a couple of weeks. I was like, okay, there's something going on here. But um, just uh, the copyright gods struck me down there um so that's mm-hmm. kind of one of the challenges with the account i guess um that sucks some of the fun out is it's with these more recent clips like a recent raw a recent smackdown even right. you know, recent AEW, where i'm like ah like especially if it's 20 seconds or more i'm like i probably should hold off on this and i think like also even though it is fun to do uh, the clips as they happen um, being like a bigger fan or, or you know, uh, I grew up on the old school stuff. So I'd say like, that's kind of my sweet spot. So I love like going back and just finding like bad WCW clips or just bad stuff. I missed from the nineties where we can still connect, you know, go over it. Like, holy shit, you know, I totally, you know, I was 13 at the time, you know, so I didn't notice that this clip from Raw in 97 or whatever, that there was this, you know, ridiculous thing that happened. But, um. Anyway, Uh, I'm
1: going on a rant here, but yeah. Oh, no, dude. Totally cool. No, and that's super smart, too. When you see, like, a real juicy one, kind of tread lightly a little bit, let it simmer. Little time goes by, and then you repost it so you're still super solid for your underground crowd. And actually, I... uh, Same thing. I would love watching, like, old WCW. I actually got into a little DDP yoga stint there. I would throw on, like i don't know halloween havoc 1996 and then when i would see one i would shoot you a note real quick get out of the workout shoot you a note before i would forget hey you man thank you for that oh man it is so fun to find a botch that hasn't made the page yet i get super stoked but also i wanted to ask you too like some of these botches like The ones that you just posted recently about these wrestlers getting hit by cars. I mean, some of this shit looks like super backyard. I mean, a lot of these submissions you must get from just all different countries, different promotions, different levels of quality of footage. What makes it even better? I mean, how fun is this getting submissions of
4: stuff? that nobody has seen yet it's super fun like i said before i wish i had more time for it like i find a way for this to like support me living in los angeles comfortably which is a pretty big ask um mm-hmm. i think if i had a gun to my head in like six months of time i think i could figure it out but um you know i've got my clients with my web development business and um i'm a partner with a record label that does uh, vinyl reissues as well so we do like uh, soundtracks, mostly like alternative rock uh, soundtracks. So like Eve Six, Sponge, Fuel, Stabbing Westward, stuff like that. And on the soundtrack side, like we just did the 20th anniversary of The Sopranos. Um, Sweet. You know, big soundtrack. Yeah, so, and a lot of horror. So between like my jobs that, you know, pay me a decent living, it, it, it it's not... Uh, I wish there was more time so that I could literally spend 12 hours a day on this shit but uh you know i, I can't but it's a ton of fun when i do find time mm-hmm. to go through it and to your point of the just eccentric list of stuff like whether it's a backyard clip or like a recent wwe clip it's i mean sometimes the tiniest shows have the funniest moments or like the worst moments you know some of these VFW Hall shows with 15 people there, you know? Yeah. It's like it's yep. some of it's just so grim that it's it's amazing in in its own way, right?
1: Yeah, when you see somebody get seriously hurt just in front of a crowd of like 12 people in a high school gym, I feel pretty bad. But I mean, do you get notes from wrestlers saying like, "Oh, please don't put that on your page because it's going to hurt my career or I'm sure you get wrestlers shooting you notes saying, oh my God, thank you. I'm just so happy to be on your page. Does that ever happen?
4: Yes, uh, mostly the latter, mostly people like, um, for example, uh, someone sent me a clip of, I can't remember where it was, but indie guy Ninja Mac uh, is his his, uh, wrestling name. So there's a clip of him and I can't even remember what he's doing, like a springboard or something tries to fly out of the ring, but gets caught in the ropes by his neck. I have no idea who this guy is. It's just like an innocent cl- Well, you know, you hope he's okay. And most of the time I check, do a little bit of research to make sure that- Yes, you, you do. Okay. But innocent enough, you know, I just see this clip. Oh my God, like, this is a crazy clip. I have to post this up. Post it up within five minutes. I'm getting like emails. I, apparently he went to like the maybe the Facebook page or maybe wrestlebotch.com. I don't know how, but the dude finds my email and is like messaging me, like, please tag me in this clip that you just posted. And I'm that happens a, a lot. And it always surprises me. Um, for one, like, how the fuck did this, like, how does this make the round so quickly that this guy in this random clip is like, um, you know, getting tagged or whatever uh, and reaching out? Um, and I'm also uh, the second part to that is I'm always amazed um, that they're usually. I would say 95 percent of the time the talent is like super excited that they're on nice the, they're just like you know add my hashtag or add my uh handle you know tag me in the clip or whatever um so that makes me i, I guess be a little bit mindful sometimes like i was saying before a uh, one you know making sure that there isn't like a legitimate injury that we're all kind of like we don't want to be nelson months from the simpsons you know haha like laughing at this dude that just fucking breaks his neck um And at the same time, you know, as weird as it is, sometimes these clips like go semi-viral. So I also um, I guess there's two sides to that, you know, to the guys that don't want to be tagged, like I want to be mindful of that. I kind of go into it assuming they don't want to be tagged, because if I had an embarrassing moment, like sure, the Internet can laugh at it, but I don't necessarily want to be like, Reminded of it all the time, like uh, the Titus slide from wherever they were, the greatest Royal Rumble when Titus mm-hmm. slides under the ring, like one of the most epic botches ever. Like, I'm sure that dude who follows the page, by the way, he probably doesn't want to be tagged and reminded of that embarrassing moment like every two months. But I guess we sort of being in, you know, a high profile Match or whatever, high profile guy, high profile company.
1: Titus O'Neil is like the Joe Theismann of wrestling.
4: (laughs) So I I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of like a you know you walk that line sometimes of like, okay, should I tag? Should I not tag? Most of the time, people are cool about it. Every once in a while, um, maybe my captions like a little bit mean or whatever, or they don't like the way that. Uh, Wasted Fan Wednesday, uh, that hashtag I use is a good example because, uh, you know, I just I I use that regardless. You know, I don't know if they're drinking. I just see like a fan altercation usually sometimes at an indie show. So it fits the bill. Right. But then uh, that one comes to mind. So I remember it was was a while ago, probably a year ago where um, someone messaged me and they're like, you know, just so you know, I was not wasted like. Before the camera started rolling, blah blah blah, like giving me the backstory, and they were really upset that you know posting <laughs> them in this video. So I th- I took it down, you know, because I don't want to just you know bum someone out for no reason. Um, but yeah, it's uh, most people are positive. Like uh, Rey Mysterio has been a, a big supporter. Like he. Literally has sent me like amazing botches that I've never seen before. He's like, bro, awesome. I saw this and thought of your page. I was like, that's that's fucking awesome, you
1: know? That is so cool, dude. And yeah, I mean, that is so awesome to hear that you have a conscience and you take responsibility for your post too to make sure people
4: are okay and you're not just here to drag people and whatnot sometimes you get surprised but like if i see a clip and someone's just like landing directly on their head and then it cuts off or i'm like i'll message the person who sent it to me and be like hey what's the backstory here sometimes it's people filming with their phone but um a lot of times it's people that are just stealing a clip that is already viral or that they've already found on another page the whole other thing because then you know it's on my page and then the owner of that clip is like what the fuck man you know from my page I want credit and I'm like ah well this guy sent it to me sorry so you know the, the, getting into the weeds a little bit there but yeah it, it's uh it, it most people most wrestlers have been very supportive thus far which has been really really cool and means a lot cuz going back to what we were saying about uh I don't want to be Nelson months like I want it, even though we're you know laughing at these fuck ups, uh, I don't want it to be coming from like a super shitty, hateful place or whatever. So, uh, um, yeah,
1: totally, totally, man. Yeah. And wow, like so interesting, too. I never knew all these layers to Russell botch. Who would have thought? So super interesting. But um, let's switch gears just slightly here uh you said you've been doing this for about four or five years now and you've actually interviewed some pretty legendary wrestlers yourself like uh psycho sid saturdays is one of my favorite hashtags you actually sat down with sid and got a couple stories from him and raven um that's been amazing so did you have like a knack to interview wrestlers
4: too not really i I think earlier on when the page was first starting to take off where it was like okay what can i do that's uh, within the same spirit of what i'm doing now but uh, adds like an extra layer because it's never i I feel like when you find something that works uh especially with social media and you know having a little bit of a social media marketing background when you find something that works you should keep rolling with it so if I'm posting these like 15 to 20 second micro clips, if I all of a sudden was like, oh, hey guys, I'm not doing that anymore. Now it's only like long form interviews with me talking to these guys, um, Mm you know, a very small percentage of your existing audience is gonna be on board with that type of thing. So I wanted to um, do something a little bit different, at least add some interviews to the mix, like uh, once in a while, uh, once a month, once every couple of months, even if it's a couple of times a year, Um, But also keep it short form, so not do a 40-minute interview, not do a 20-minute interview. But, like, I might talk to these guys for that long, but I'll chop it down to, like, a nice micro five five to seven-minute clip at the most where we can um, just kind of analyze and break down, like, a more infamous spot. Uh, So you mentioned Sid. I had wanted to talk to him forever, um about his compound fracture you know like his bone literally popped out of his leg in the ring speaking of Joe theismann we talked about it before a couple of times but it was just one of those like that that talking to him about that segment is too perfect for my page to right. not try and pursue it um so long story short with sid um i knew the guy that was uh doing some of his social media uh, a wrestling historian on instagram is his name so shout out to larry um so nice. he put me in touch and was like hey sid's trying to grow his social media um so can you if we talk to you you know about this segment for a few minutes uh can you plug his socials and blah 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 i was of of course happy to um so did a short interview with him you know chop it down to a five minute clip or whatever it was um, and then in the case, like I, the last one I did was with Virgil, <laughs> you know, Meat Sauce Madness uh, video game that he was promoting.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Um, so uh, I know his manager. So shout out to Paige, uh, the Megan boys in Canada. They manage like the Iron Chic as well, um, did all mm-hmm. kinds of stuff for Chic, Like they got him on Howard Stern. They did that uh, documentary that I think is on Netflix now or maybe I'm Prime. But anyway, yeah, the Megan boys are awesome. I know that Paige does a lot with Virgil. So he just told me, you know, hey, we're promoting this video game. Uh, can we like, let's let's do something. And I was like, I'd love to talk to Virgil because I already know of a couple of spots that, that I want to ask him about, you know. Um, so, yeah, uh, I guess uh, the short of it was, yeah, just using, you know, the existing platform I have. And I think once uh, you start to I guess for again, I hate to say credibility with what I'm doing because it just feels weird. But uh, you know, built up a little bit of credibility with the following, so at least these guys when they're talking to me, and of course, you know, I'm sure their management, and I tell them in advance, like we're I'm not just gonna, this isn't I'm not just gonna shit on you like when you when I interview you know like I, I we're gonna I'll, I'll let them know in advance like hey I want to talk to you about this thing you know this this incident. Um, so that they have a good idea that it's not just going to be some weird ambush where we laugh at them, like slipping up words and promos or something like that. But yeah, that's been a, a very cool part of doing it. You know, again, going back to my, me being a wrestling Mark, you know, getting to, to talk to Raven or Sid or Virgil, you know, about these, these ridiculous uh, moments that happened in wrestling history. It's pretty fun to have that short conversation for sure.
1: Oh, totally. That's got to be super fun for you, man. And you're super smart because people's attention spans nowadays. They don't have time to listen to an hour, two hour interview. If you can get something quality, chop it down to seven minutes, nine minutes, post it and they get it from you. You're just doing a great service to the wrestling community and producing something that people
4: will enjoy, man. Yeah. I mean, I'm no different. You know, it's, uh, I, I'm, i like these short clips as well you know i also there is some of course i do like some long-form content like podcasts and whatnot but um i think especially on instagram uh i mean you could say the same for facebook and twitter when people are scrolling through half a second to hook them so you know, if you've got long-form content on those uh, it can be done but it's a it's a lot more challenging but you know i think uh, again just keeping in the the spirit of WrestleBot, try and keep them pretty short anyway yep and you always want to build on
1: what you got going and what you got going on is great so it just adds another layer to your excellence so cheers to you bro and congrats on that so um yeah sounds like you're a really busy guy what do you like to do when you're not working on russell botch and working? and you got any hobbies you watch tv you got some shows you like what do you like to do
4: yeah i have some hobbies uh i'm just so constantly like i'm always in front of the computer with work uh so anytime i can get away from the computer is always nice um being in southern california just there's so many amazing like hikes that you can go on we've got mountains we've got oceans so i like to get outside anytime i can um like i was saying earlier you know i have the vinyl label so like a big vinyl collector so i'm a nerd for for that stuff but yeah uh you know movies uh catching up on tv shows whenever i can i love comedy um but yeah just all stuff that i uh wish i had more time for but yeah work work consumes me uh more more than it should probably but that's the way it goes i guess Nice. Well,
1: is there a way to support Wrestlebatch and get you some more free time? Do you have a patreon or
4: anything, or how can we support you? I had a patreon for a while. Uh, I, I haven't updated it in forever, so I kind of took it offline. Um, that shit's hard, man. Like I was doing uh, I think it took me like, it was like three months to even get that up to like a couple hundred dollars a month. Um, Dang. so yeah it, it's it's tough and i again I think if I were to really really pursue something like that like a gun to my head type scenario that I think I could pull it off but no patreon now um so if anyone wants to support the page just literally follow the instagram um it's just at wrestle botch one word uh same for Facebook that was one where um I started the Facebook page a little bit later um just because I didn't really think there would be as much of an audience there and i think that one's like if it's not at a hundred thousand it's close to it like it, it's it's weird like uh i posted one um is a, a mic slip video it's like a compilation of just like the quote unquote best mic slips meaning the worst mic slips and um is like two minutes or something like that and it it's over seven million views on facebook is fucking crazy like i've never gotten that sort of traction uh, even on having a bigger audience on Instagram. Yeah. So the Facebook thing kind of took off. Uh, so I, I, I'm not really doing anything, uh, in full disclosure, not really doing anything unique with Facebook. I'm just kind of copying the same thing that I'm doing on Instagram over there. And, Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, yeah, anyway, if anyone, if, uh, for the people that Facebook is more their speed than Instagram, they can follow there as well. Same content, um, same, same handle at wrestlebotch um, maybe Twitter, maybe I'll get my Twitter unsuspended, reinstated someday. But um, I think that's been over a year now. So that that's probably very unlikely. So yeah, if people want to support, just uh, check out the Instagram page, check out the Facebook page and uh, you know, enjoy the content. Awesome, dude. And hey,
1: if you are a wrestling fan and you don't subscribe to WrestleBotch already, I don't know what's wrong with you. You got to get on that right now follow him on Instagram and Facebook and honestly if you're not a wrestling fan I can't tell you how many times dude that I've gotten somebody who doesn't even watch wrestling to follow your page just
4: because they would just enjoy thank the you content. for that because that's the compliment and one thing you know to go into a little bit more of the weeds on um, uh my brain how my brain operates with some of this weird shit is a uh, I I like the clips Uh, there's exceptions, but the ones where you don't need to be a wrestling fan to understand like why it's ridiculous because some of them you don't like if it's like a tiny little like slip or something where it's just like, Oh, you know, that's, it's a wrestling match. It doesn't need to be super pretty. Like we, we shouldn't criticize every little tiny, like quote unquote error. Um, So, uh, yeah the, my point was that uh, whenever i hear like uh or get a message from someone that's like dude my wife hates wrestling but like we love our nightly dose of wrestle botch or whatever yes like that's awesome because uh i think for this page to maybe grow even larger than the wrestling community you know then it, it needs to appeal to people that just like seeing uh you know highlight reel type fuck-ups that don't necessarily need to know the uh intricacies of wrestling to understand why clips funny. So I appreciate you saying that. That's awesome. Thank you.
1: Absolutely, man. Anybody can be a fan of WrestleBotch, And I try to be the biggest advocate that I can for you and tell as many people about it. Cause it is just so, so fun. And thank you. Uh, so we got a little time left here on keep the cave. Fabe. We like to do this thing called the three count where we ask each interviewee, the same three sets of questions that uh, gives us just a little look into their, Outlook and perspective, and uh, yeah, man, you ready to fire it up? I'm ready. Fire away. All right. Question one. If you could sit down with three people from the business, living or dead, who would it be?
4: I will go. I'll go living. I'll go Austin, Rock, and Vince McMahon.
1: That Vince would McMahon be. I might
4: actually be number one because he's a fascinating, a fascinating individual absolutely and i mean say what you want about vince
1: mcmahon in his heyday he was the most brilliant mind probably of all time in wrestling everything that we have today uh because of the competition he stirred up uh just everything wrestle botch everything is from vince mcmahon so that would be a crazy crazy dinner party that's for sure and who knows it might happen for you in southern california there
4: hey what's funny is uh when i first i've only lived in california for a couple of years now a few years now but um one of the uh, through funny enough through my page um i met uh this guy scott ratner he owns a production company out here obb productions um legitimate company like they just did that big like justin bieber documentary for youtube or prime i can't remember which one it was for you know this legit big production company and one of the partners uh co-founder is this guy scott ratner who's my age and just happens to be a wrestling fan that lives in la so long story short um great guy uh got us tickets to i believe it was uh one of the last smackdowns at the staple center here in LA and um you know the just completely hooked up like we're in a suite which is hilarious in itself because I remember I was the first one I got there so I'm just like love it sweet and I'm just like why am I here like what like this because of this like ridiculous page like it's 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 insanity my point was um at that show uh cuz you know Scott got us like these backstage like passes or whatever so after the show we're wandering around and sure enough Vince McMahon is backstage at the show with you know a couple of like his goons and uh Triple H was back there and they were all getting into this SUV and we had some drinks that night and I had a couple of drinks uh, I'm not like a huge drinker so usually like a couple of drinks for me will uh I'll be in pretty good shape i'm with all my buddies and we're like 30 feet away from vince and like probably 30 percent jokingly i'm saying to the guys i'm like hey should i go say something to vince mcmahon and i was just met with like a resounding no <laughs> you should not go talk to vince mcmahon um but shit, hey maybe someday maybe next time if i see him backstage i'll get the balls to uh, drunkenly walk up and i don't know say something stupid but yeah that okay. that, that would be that would be fun
1: hey man you know what they say you miss a hundred percent of the shots that you don't take this guy, that's true man that, that's true next time next time I believe in you my friend let's go to question number two on the three count would you rather wrestle Nick Gage in a 30 minute death match or wrestle New Jack for 10 minutes when he's having a bad day uh,
4: New Jack now or New Jack in his prime
1: yeah, since he's passed away, yeah, the when he was in his prime, when he was young and pissed off and high on cocaine.
4: Yes, that was a terrible joke uh, about that. <laughs> and RIP New Jack. Yeah, New Jack was a WrestleBotch supporter, so I, I feel... That's that awesome. That gives me liberties to uh, make that joke. but um, And he also, uh, you know, we talked about the WrestleBotch Twitter account earlier. Um, I had posted some, I can't remember, it was some New Jack clip... Um, probably like the Vic Grimes incident where he throws Vic Grimes off a scaffolding almost to his death, um, something like that. And I had tried to tag New Jack in the clip and um, I had tagged him incorrectly, you know, botched my own post, which happens more than I'd like to admit. But um, and on Twitter, there's no edit button. So I followed up the tweet because at that point it had already gotten a lot of traction. So I followed up the tweet with uh, the correct tag for New Jack and said something, you know, sarcastically like mistyped, uh, forgot to tag New Jack correctly. Please don't murder me or something like that. (laughs) And he responds like within a few minutes of him holding a knife to his throat. Um, I took a screenshot, I can't remember exactly what the tweet said, but like I'm coming for you. Or, you know? Yeah, so I think I'd like to hope or, or think uh, that he was playing along at the time because um, he did message me on Instagram with a couple of other clips because I posted some like compilation of his like greatest hits, you know, him like you know, almost killing people or something and it got a lot of traction. So he got a good uh, a good little Instagram boost to his following after that. Um, so uh, there's my little uh, New Jack story, but I guess to answer the question, um, I would take uh, the Nick Gage death match only because anything with New Jack, I would I, I would say no. like Because I think he may have legitimately killed people, whereas, uh, you know, Nick Gage did rob a bank, but I feel like I might be a little safer, you know, as, as crazy as that sounds.
1: Those light tubes can't hurt that bad i'm with you dude i would never wrestle new jack when he's having a bad day he is one scary dude and that's a great story man thank you for that rest in peace new jack all right so let's go on to number three if you could have a dream match who would it be against and what would it consist of so me myself in the dream match Yeah, like, you're awesome, you're untouchable, you're in your prime. I mean, we usually ask these questions to the wrestlers that we have on the show, but who gives a fuck?
4: I mean, we all have our imaginations and dreams, and, yeah, why not? Let's hear it. Okay, yeah, let's say I don't weigh 145 pounds soaking (laughs) and I'm not the guy posting uh, botches on Instagram. Shit, I mean, one of my favorites growing up uh, prior to the Attitude Era so we're talking early to mid nineties was Bret Hart. Um, Nice. Just just a yeah, huge Bret Hart fan. And uh, the older I get and the more I look back on his matches, the more I'm like, damn, like he was, he was such a solid, like technically fundamental, like every little thing he did in wrestling matches, like made sense and had some sort of like wrestling psychology in it. so I gotta give a nod to Bret Hart there. Like uh, I, I, I have, I'm having a hard time uh, wrapping my head around the thought of me inside of a wrestling ring.
1: <laughs> he make you look good.
4: Yeah, maybe, uh, maybe if they bring out like the mini wrestlers or something. Like, uh, remember, uh, clown, the clowns are us from the what. We- yeah it was like doink and dink pink and wink were in the mix as well um yeah but, uh, yeah may- maybe like maybe me versus dink would be like a more appropriate like a dream match you know <laughs> as far as like the weight goes i feel like it would be more evenly matched I mean, i'm sure you'd still kill me but uh yeah maybe maybe that maybe so i'd have like at least some somewhat of a chance size wise <laughs> that'll put asses in seats that's a dream match for sure <laughs>
1: I love it. I love it, dude. Well, this was so much fun. Thank you so much for taking time uh, to talk with us. And we're definitely going to have to have you on the show again.
4: I love shooting the shit about this stuff. Like not all my friends, most of my friends are not into wrestling, uh, you know, so there's only whenever I get an opportunity to come on a podcast. I love that you guys have like you've done over 50 episodes, too. So it's not uh, just the like, hey, we have two episodes. Like, can you come on and give us a shout out type thing? Love uh, getting the chance to shoot the shit about like bad wrestling, you know, uh, just the the great moments, the, the bad ones, the ridiculous ones. It's always it's always a treat for me to uh, sit down and shoot the shit about this. So totally down to come back on. And I appreciate you having me.
1: Oh dude, no way. We weren't looking for some cheap hot shot to the top. We wanted to pay our dues, as uh, they say in the business. So when we first started this podcast, Keep the K-Fabe, you were very high on my list of people I wanted to talk to. So we just feel so grateful that you took the time to chat. The uh, Fans are going to love this. And, folks, if you are not already subscribing to WrestleBotch, get on your phone, get on your computer, subscribe on Facebook, Instagram ryan o'connor you are the man we will talk to you again soon man thank you so much thanks for having me mike it was a great time i'll talk to you soon you got it brother take care huge thanks to ryan o'connor from wrestlebox he was such a cool guy i really really enjoyed talking to him we're definitely gonna have to have him back on the podcast again because we just didn't have enough time uh to get to everything but uh, just wanted to extend a big thank you again to Ryan and make sure you follow WrestleBotch on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. That was some fun stuff.
2: Yeah, this is probably my favorite interview to date, quite frankly. Just listening to some of the stories he tells about how WrestleBotch first started, um, especially how it just grew organically. Like He didn't do anything really beyond you know just putting the content out there and letting people come to it um granted he has the background in web development and i'm sure digital marketing as well based on what he was saying but yeah just listening to some of the stories about how it did grow and stone cold steve austin being the first big name to really follow wrestlebotch um and that being sort of the moment where he saw the growth just spike exponentially. Super cool to hear about. It's one of those things where as a content creator ourselves, we just dream of that day. So Stone Cold, if you're listening to this, do your boys a solid and hit us up.
3: <laughs> he did that too with the tr- I'm trying to remember that this, this is some it's pro wrestling dot net where uh he had the guy on his podcast and it like exploded like the guy's credibility mm. from there so yeah or if uh greg valentine or any of our uh notable listeners could just give us a little love yeah.
2: yeah that was the other thing with ryan um you know he mentioned credibility a few times and how he's really i guess in his mind sort of achieved that because you know we heard from him talking about how Wrestlers will reach out to him occasionally, um, you know, either asking to tag them in the content that he posts, or occasionally if wrestlers do want something taken down, he just obliges and does it right away. Because, like he said, it's more about celebrating botches versus you know poking fun at people for little details here and there.
1: Absolutely, it's a great story. And it's, it's, all of, it's a testament to nothing ever happens unless you do it. So if you got something on your brain pan that you want to get started, get after it. There's no time like the present. So For sure. All right. Well, there's only one thing left here on Keep the Kayfabe, and that is promo of the week. So let's get over to the mailbag over here real quick. All right. Yeah, we got a good one this week. This is submitted by Amos from Mobile, Alabama. Amos says, this is one of my favorite promos, and you boys are my favorite podcast to listen to. So thank you, Amos, and keep spreading the good word down in uh, Mobile, Alabama. Roll Tide, baby, Roll Tide. <laughs> roll, roll Tide. <laughs> All right, so um, we got Bob Uecker gets an earful from Body oh, the Brain my. Heenan on WrestleMania four. So this is a classic. Let's get to it.
5: You know, I was just looking at a picture here in the uh, WrestleMania book. Check it out, Jess. Look who's next to Vanna. I even signed it for her right here. (laughs) She's right around the corner. We've been talking and going over a few things about WrestleMania what we're going to do later on. (laughs) You know how it is. (laughs) I'm sorry about it, big boy. Hey, you know, with all the excitement and everything that's going on here with WrestleMania, I can't forget my little darling. <laughs> I've been writing her letters, man. They just haven't caught up to her. You know how they move.
0: <laughs> You've been writing Van a white
5: letters? <laughs> yeah, that's right, buddy boy, and speaking of letters, you're going to get a letter a little later on. All three of you guys, right. you guys, the Islanders and the weasel I might add, the British bulldog Coco Beware, and I got a big surprise for you, baby, and I know you know he's here. Matilda's back, and you are in a jam. For what you did, for what you did to that dog, the ASPC KGBY ought to be on you forever. First of all, I don't have to take insults from you or anybody else. You talk about people writing in letters. You had over 700,000 votes to get in the Hall of Fame. You'd have had a lot more than that, but you ran out of stamps. (laughs) So don't tell me any of your garbage. And as far as some dog, putting the bite on me, dragging me out in the sand, and burying me so nobody can find me. You're wrong. See, I got a surprise for everybody. I got my islanders. (laughs) Bobby the Brain Heenan. You can take Coco Beware. You can take the British Bulldogs and that miserable mutt Matilda and that bird, put them all in one package and get rid of them. I got other things to do. Gentlemen, let's get ready. Yeah? (laughs) Hey, speaking of smorgasbords, Matilda's gonna have plenty tonight. (laughs) And you islanders, don't ask me to come back and speak at your outriggered dinner. You guys have had it as far as I'm concerned.
1: Wow, what a combination. Mr. Baseball and Bobby the Brain Heenan.
2: Two of the greatest minds to ever talk in sports of any kind.
3: Honestly, yeah, I think there's so, I don't know, there's some similarity there, and that's just like ridiculously talented people that could have... Chosen one path in life and been successful, but they had multiple ones they could like Euchre could have just stuck to really. Hollywood and, and had a really good career, but he's he stuck yeah. with baseball. Uh Heenan could have been Hey, don't but, sleep on Mr. Belvedere. No, that's what I mean. <laughs> that was successful. He could have kept doing that. <laughs> yep, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so yeah, those are I mean, you just talk about two heavyweights of just natural comedic genius. Heavy that's hitters. Great. Yeah, heavy hitters.
2: It's funny listening to Bobby the Brain Heenan again this week. I I was just re-listening to our interview with Greg Gagne and Jim Brunzel, and they tell so many great stories about Bobby the Brain Heenan. For our listeners out there, if you haven't heard those stories, um, go back and listen to that episode. I think it's episode 59, we recorded it very recently at Crusher Fest, and the stories about Bobby the Brain Heenan just crack us up. Um, We still use them as inside jokes to this day.
1: Oh, big time. Yeah. What a hoot. So, uh, yeah, thank you, Amos, for submitting that uh, great promo of the week. If you have a promo of the week that you want to submit, email it to us at keepthekfabe414 at gmail.com or just DM us on Facebook or Instagram. Send us your promo of the week. And uh, it was so funny this weekend uh, when I was at that party, um, I was talking to a guy who listens to the show, and he's like, you know what? My life has totally changed. I was like, yeah, why is that? and uh he's like i got a great piece of advice uh listening to your show he was dressed in a beetlejuice costume so i was like oh yeah what's that bj and he says stay humble stay hungry and stay hard triple h Woo. especially
0: if he's gonna be if you're gonna call him bj triple h is good
3: more. oh yeah <laughs> yeah it doesn't work as well if not no be a bj All the time. My girl's name is Sonora. I tell you, friends, I adore her. And when she dances, oh brother, she's a hurricane in all kinds of weather. Jump in the line, Rocky Body Time. Okay, I believe you jump in the line, Rocky Body Time. Okay, I believe you jump in the line, Rocky Body and Time. Okay, I believe you jump in the line, Rocky Body and Time. Okay, I Shake, 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 Sinora. Shake your body line. Shake, shake, shake.